0: Welcome to a brand new season of Beyond Your Imagination, a podcast that celebrates the kick-ass DIY spirit of independent film. I'm Chris Martin, and I love movies. Watching them, making them, and talking about them. My co-conspirator this season is Ryan Erlinson of Marble Mountain Films. Ryan produces music videos, short films, and features of the horror Persuasion. Throughout the season, we're exploring micro-to-no-budget filmmaking in the Pacific Northwest. We'll touch on the hot topics of the day, and our shared love for symphonic metal and cheesy horror films. On top of that, each episode is recorded in Ryan's cabin, which he built specifically for his horror projects. And be advised, we removed our language filter, so we keep it conversational and full of colorful words and phrases. So welcome back to Beyond Your Imagination. Grab a warm beverage, come on into the cabin, and hear us talk about where ideas, inspiration, and re-inspiration come from when making movies. It's showtime. One of the highlights of my day is when I get a text message from you with another idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, seriously, I love <laughs> it really? when that happens. Yeah, because I thought you, I was
1: bugging you too much. No,
0: you get ideas all the time.
1: Right. Where do they come from? I have no, I get them when I'm out walking around, I think, is my main spot. Less at home, because mm-hmm. there's whatever family stuff going on. Right. So, or I'm editing, and I'm like, I'm not thinking of anything but the edit. And then I get them out, I think, out in nature. Because yeah. obviously, a lot of my movies, we're going to end up shooting outside, because mm-hmm. it's cheap. <laughs>
0: yeah. And there's generally no one around. Exactly. Do you think it's the act of walking or just unplugging from that daily stuff?
1: Yeah. It's always been one to try to use my imagination, mm. so I've always tried to come up with stuff like that. I, th- I love that when I'm in that mode where I can think about stuff. It's how I've designed these crazy set pieces. It's just like what I'm like a man possessed sometimes, you know. I just don't <laughs> stop until it's finished, right? So, which I love it when that happens. You know, I kick into gear. It's like I'm only focused on building the set, but yeah, walking around gives me ideas for stories, just things I find on the walking. You know, like the creepy mm. mailbox. That I've shown you, you know, that's just out in the woods for no reason. It's just crazy. It's like a...
0: Prayer box? Yeah,
1: prayer box. It's chained to a tree. It's like, what is going on? I want to meet the person that actually put this out here. Right. And I want to see what's in there, you know? I'm curious. Yeah. And and I think that's the power of a really interesting
0: idea is when you start wanting to know what's in it.
1: Right. And then, I, of course, I go down the horror movie out lot, <laughs> row on our deep dive on that. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, they could get sucked into that thing somehow. And it's a portal, maybe. <laughs> a portal to where? That's true, yeah. They think it's a prayer box, but it could yeah. be a... Could portal be headed to per- hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right down to the bottom.
0: Why do you think you go directly to horror? Is it just because, like we've talked in the past, it's just this natural genre that
1: you enjoy or do
0: you think there's something there of i
1: think it's a sickness that i have of wanting to <laughs> i'd love to scare people really i fire i forgot to scare you today because which you're hard to scare because i think i've set up stuff for you before trying to get you when you're coming over you know something some kind of <laughs> dummy or something <laughs> i don't know if you remember that or i not. don't know but i've had a um, i have a bad memory oh you do pretty good though um i had i bought a clown mask last night at fred meyer and i thought i'm gonna get my daughter's boyfriend next time he comes outside to go to his car so i put i have a torso and a styrofoam head i attached him and put the clown mask on with a hoodie Mm -hmm. and stuck it in the driver's seat of my truck and (laughs) uh had him come outside and he's like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) that would have freaked me out (laughs) so that was a successful i'm just gonna leave it in there that'll deter any theft theft yeah They see that, everybody's scared of uh, creepy clowns, I think.
0: Oh, yeah, terrifier
1: and all that. Right. I've never seen that, but I've heard it's insane. Oh, the graphics are, Oh Yeah, (laughs) it's pretty brutal. (laughs) So when when you get like a mask like that, do you
0: start weaving stories in your mind?
1: Oh, yeah. I think we're going back to something to do with the prayer box, but then we're back Mm -hmm. into, you know, the uh, Stephen King thing I'm trying to throw. I'm drawing a it. Yeah, it.
0: Pennywise.
1: Yeah. But even though I've never really seen, I haven't seen those movies actually all the way through.
0: I like the 90s miniseries. Okay. I remember that. Uh, with Tim Curry as Pennywise. Yeah. I tried to watch the most recent one, but yeah. I just, again, I couldn't it, get
1: into it. Yeah.
0: I couldn't get into
1: it either. Yeah. That's the same hit with me. I was like, oh, I really don't like this.
0: Even though the, the 90s version is very cheesy.
1: Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Did you watch uh, Stranger Things? I did. Yeah, uh, I, I
0: haven't seen the most recent season, but yeah,
1: I'm way behind on that. But I actually started enjoying it once I got into it. So mm-hmm. that one, I was able to adapt to. But I didn't like the kids in this It movie. I actually wanted them to die.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but they're the heroes. I know.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Do Do you find inspiration from other movies,
1: or is
0: that harder to find inspiration in?
1: No, I think the for some reason for me it's the older films. Probably because mm-hmm. when I was younger. Yeah. But there are also new things that are older. They're newer for me because I haven't seen them before. Right. And I'm like, wow, that was a shitty script. (laughs) I mean, I can write shitty stuff, but I could do better than that. Right. It's like, let's use that idea and take a scene from that and then Mm. kind of use it for something else for an idea. You know, Mm -hmm. just one scene that was decent because that might be the only decent scene in that film. (laughs) (laughs) There's several of those on my list of like, let's (laughs) change that and make something out of that. That would be better.
0: Interesting. How has technology like artificial intelligence, like ChatGPT, helped you generate ideas? That
1: one's interesting. Just for the fun of it, um, I've just thrown in an idea and see what it comes up with. I've actually enjoyed some of those. Yeah, so I'm not totally against it. You know, for for <laughs> art type things, I'm just it's a tool. I think. Yeah, I know that was just a heretical question. but Yeah, it was. Because I know (laughs) some people are just adamantly against it. But I'm actually open to those kind of things Mm -hmm. just to see what they can do. Right. And I've used them for uh, basic things like YouTube lists and things like that. Yeah. It just types out stuff.
0: Titles and descriptions. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant.
1: Yeah, it's great for um, some of the videos I do, for uh, the nature videos.
0: Well, especially for like DIY. I mean, it can be challenging to have the time to really think about, that kind of stuff. So, to use a tool like ChatGBT to be like, please save me some time.
1: Right. Exactly. I have like 10 things about this town. Yeah. And it came up with them, you know, and I just check them for accuracy. <laughs> Definitely. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. That's not right.
0: No, not right at all.
1: No. So, yeah. That restaurant a, closed 10 years ago. I think, like anything, it's a tool that we can have at our disposal. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, inspiration is interesting because I know there's some people who definitely don't want to be influenced by anything else, mm-hmm. which I don't think is possible. I, I think right. it's I think it's literally impossible to not be influenced by other things and people. Yeah, I agree. Um, but it's about I think learning how to channel that inspiration into something unique and hopefully different.
1: Yeah. I think um one thing, when you asked me about inspiration, I was thinking music. Mm-hmm. Especially the band we like together, the Within Temptation Band. Yeah, I definitely wanted to ask you about that because
0: I was listening to the new album on the way here. And when you listen to that, are you drawn in by the lyrics or like when you hear a sound, does that
1: trigger an idea? I think I first am drawn in by the melody because I know they're Dutch. And so it, it can be hard to understand the lyrics at, at first. Yeah. And so even though they're in English, exactly. They're in English, but I still have a hard time. And then I'll I'll read the lyrics because I, I find and I know they write that way on purpose. They mm-hmm. actually want to inspire filmmakers because they've said that in their interviews. Oh, that's cool that they actually put the instrumental versions of their songs on there for a reason, to, mm-hmm. in case they ever want to have it back. They mentioned that the other day in that interview you had sent me that they want to have that as a backdrop, maybe in a film or something, and or somebody's you know doing something else, studying, and they don't want to hear lyrics. Yeah, because that will distract them from their work. Because I've never been able to listen to music, probably, and study right at the same time. Even though my daughter seems to be able to do it, I'm like, "How do you do that?" Right? Because when you hear lyrics, you want to like yeah. really focus in on what's being
0: said. Right? Are there specific sounds that trigger ideas?
1: I'm not sure about the sounds as much. Mm-hmm. It's probably what the story is in there that they're trying to tell in a song mm-hmm. format. Just little visions, you know. A lot of it is going to be expensive production type stuff too, <laughs> right? A lot of i see a lot of special effects and some of that stuff but yeah i think um that band in particular you know more than the some of the stuff i grew up with with the sex lyrics you know that only goes so far it's <laughs> yeah. like well that's not the kind of films i make <laughs> so yeah. i think more of the super they have more supernatural type lyrics or right this epic stuff bloody halos yeah, yeah. all that stuff is like that's cool vision stuff and yeah just gives me ideas so that's one of the reasons yeah I listen to that type of stuff is to get
0: inspired yeah well it's interesting because like I'm not necessarily as inspired by lyrics but I'm definitely inspired by sounds mm-hmm. and how the sounds make you feel right um and so like i I think it was the opening track to their new album where right. it just like two or three minutes in it has this really huge hit yeah and it almost takes your breath away because it's so heavy
1: right yeah. I think that if, that's affected me as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it was partly probably the sound. I don't even realize it.
0: When you start seeing visuals, are you able to translate them into think, like the stories that you're telling them?
1: Probably, yeah. If I see, I mean like in a music video mm-hmm. or something? Yeah. yeah. Or, or like you'll hear Definitely. a lyric
0: and you'll be like, ooh, I
1: see this. And even music videos for sure, because they're just like telling a, they're a short film in themselves. Right. Or they should be. <clears throat> right. They should be, Yeah. <laughs> They've had several albums that have inspired me for that type of stuff. Their visuals, they have some good music videos. I've been really, in, you know, wanted to. It's like, oh, that's a great idea for something.
0: Yeah, it sounds like too music videos have been a, a huge inspiration for you artistically.
1: Yeah, they're things I have to have done. <laughs> the feature films can drag out for several years when yeah. you're doing indie when you're doing everything yourself, which I found. It's like, people think it'll be out in six months, but unless you're working with two or 300 people. <laughs> and two or $300,000. Right. And you've got a huge budget, then things just take time. And I hear that all the time from other indie guys. It's like, yeah, that took us like five years to make that. And mm-hmm. I just tell people be patient. It takes time. Yeah. For um, how much of the movie stuff did we want to talk about as far as like the Bigfoot thing? Oh, I... talk about it. It's okay. great. Okay. Yeah. Because I was going to say on the... And you know about the Bigfoot movie we did.
0: Legend of the forest.
1: Right. When you created the awesome logo for that. I've always liked your logo designs. So oh, thank you. Yeah. So keep up the good work. <laughs> <laughs> Even though some of those are failed projects. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it's funny you mentioned that though. I think I think as filmmakers you need failed projects. Yeah. I think that that is something that keeps you going forward.
1: Right. It's learning lessons. Yeah. For sure. Don't drag that movie out. They might get a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> for the Bigfoot movie recently, I sat on the edit for a year. Hmm. I didn't like the way the opening of the movie was. And just I didn't the know opening? Why. Yeah, the first 10 minutes. Wow. And I just sat on it. I didn't. I haven't told you this before And uh, until I figured out a way to incorporate them already going on the journey hmm. and then doing some uh, remembering scenes Okay. while they're on the journey. It worked out better and has a better feel to it that'll keep... It has a better chance of keeping the audience's attention. Oh, good. So I was really, I just didn't know why I was sitting on it. It It's like, I don't like the opening of this movie. I would walk out Hmm. in a theater because it would be too boring. So it came to me one day and I was like, I'm going to do it this way. And that's what I did. See, I love that story though, because there's things
0: about filmmaking that require us to age and to learn and to grow. Yeah. Um, And I, I think that's lost on people sometimes.
1: Yeah. I don't think you're ever finished with a project, you know, being an artist. You just have to release it, I've heard, you know. And move on. Yeah. (laughs) You just never done. You go back again, and that's why I don't like to watch a lot of my own things, because I'm like, oh, there's a mistake there I would have fixed, and things like that. You're just never done with it.
0: See, that's not unnormal, though, or abnormal, because, you know, I I talk to a lot of creative people who don't look at what they've done or listen to what they've done. Right. Especially with like a healthy body of work. Yeah. On one hand, it kind of blows my mind, but then I'm like, I don't do that. I don't listen to my
1: past podcast episodes. Right. I could see that. Yeah. That you wouldn't do that. I mean,
0: I, I don't mind the sound of my own voice, but I'm not going to torture myself.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with it after a while. It seems like I've just accepted it, you know, for what I made and. Mm-hmm. I can watch it because I've had to, but just in the edit, well, probably by the time we're done editing, some of these things has taken so long, especially like music videos, because you're watching it hundreds of times literally before it gets right. released.
0: Well, and it, it kind of brings up to mind, you know, sometimes it might take a long time to edit because of, mis- you have to almost forget all of the emotion that was on the set right. and all of the things that went well, didn't go well, all the stuff beyond the frame.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I find that, uh, although with this recent video that you helped on, we have got lots of BTS. So then I can go back and see what went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but, but that's fun because that adds more material for the artist. So when
0: you're making music videos, how does that process work in terms of going from an inspiration to
1: the finished product? I think it takes depending on how much input they, we you know they give the the band mm-hmm. some people have been less with uh, offered less input, you know, and then I can kind of do my own thing, you yeah. know, which direction. But if you have specific rules and you kind of stay within those parameters, as far as what, you know, what you're kind of going to shoot and, and like that. But I think it always changes and you always come up with something different than you really imagined it would be. Yeah. I think they do too. And they just have to, they end up accepting it. It's like, Oh yeah, that was the best way to go for that one. Hmm. So when you start, listening to the song and you start
0: seeing these visual ideas do you start building almost like a language a visual language of ideas
1: i think i start i start throwing little clips on the timeline okay and kind of seeing how they feel you know from there
0: like stock or just stuff?
1: no actually footage when we shot it okay. pretty much yeah okay never but like before
0: that of like shooting things like how do you start
1: oh there'll be a lot of stills and stuff like that that You know, like I go out and shoot myself with my phone or whatever. Okay. You know, for ideas. Unless it's really rock-solid concept that they want. Like the recent one we did together.
0: Scary Monsters?
1: Yeah. That one, we had specific guidelines on that one to go with. And the less, uh, probably less, their locations were important, Mm -hmm. obviously. But uh, the story and the way that he wanted it done was very specific, which I'm not. Usually there's a little more leeway. Mm Mm-hmm. For that type of thing,
0: how it's going to turn out. I think that leeway is important as an artist to be able to um, uncover some of the hidden things that is part of the creative process.
1: Exactly. Those happy accidents. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Happy, happy trees right. or what Bob Ross <laughs> used to say.
1: <laughs> exactly. Pretty little pictures. Pretty little mountains. I think there's a new film about him with Owen Wilson.
0: Yeah, I think it's not about him, but it's like inspired by him. Okay. Yeah, it's paint, I think.
1: Yeah. I haven't seen it. I haven't either.
0: It didn't look interesting to me. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a documentary as well, but again, I mean, I there's some topics that just aren't really interesting to me. Yeah,
1: exactly. And that would be one of them for me as well. <laughs> I didn't I I love painters and think yeah. that's great. Art form. I want to know, like, people's yeah.
0: inspirations, but... Right.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I always watched... He was a mellow guy to watch when you're a kid. Uh. PBS, you know, he had the big hair. <laughs> <laughs> and probably never said a bad word in his life.
0: Probably not. Probably like those old stories of Mr. Rogers being all heavily tattooed and a right, military urban sniper. legends. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's funny. It's like, no, that's not the way he was. He wasn't a sniper. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what are the urban legends that you just love to look into?
1: As far as specific or just in just general? Just in general, for general like, like for inspiration. That is probably one of my big things, mm-hmm. just because uh, I think every every area has got some, it seems like. Even down to the Oregon coast, they have Bandage Man. I don't know Ooh, if you've heard of that I one. I have not.
0: Who's, what's Bandage Man?
1: He's a... Uh, I think a logger that went crazy and then he's all wrapped up because he cut himself or something like that (laughs) with a chainsaw and he jumps in the back of your pickup. Oh, wow. And holds on for dear life. So, and that's in Cannon Beach area. Really? He's been uh, claimed to be seen. (laughs) So, uh, that's what I, that's probably an inspiration for me too is just look up local urban legends which I've done around here as well Mm -hmm. as you know and see if there are and then there's always the base ones, you know, from the vanishing hitchhiker type stuff and, Mm -hmm. Bloody Mary and uh, different ones like that. That that it can always be done a little bit differently. I think mm-hmm. so. Those are always fun. There's a that's a huge topic as well. The urban legend. I've got books on it that I haven't read yet that are just fascinating. In fact, I, ha- I did. One my most recent book I bought is the Encyclopedia of Urban Legends. Oh, really? So it's like 400 pages. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Though. Yeah, and they're just little short ones, but it's uh, it's fun. It's inspirational up with a different twist on the same story you know that you've heard as a kid He's like where'd that come from well it's kind of like you know sasquatch for example i mean that story's
0: been told numerous times right at what point do you go from
1: an idea about making a feature film about sasquatch to actually doing it i think with what we did with legend of the forest is try to come up with something that hasn't been done before i watched a bunch of sasquatch movies
0: okay Harry and the Hendersons.
1: Yeah, that being uh, that was the best one I've ever seen for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just watched a lot of ones that weren't what I wanted to do, like Sasquatch kills everybody. Okay, Cocaine so we, Sasquatch. Yeah, Cocaine Sasquatch would be funny. <laughs> and I just want to do something a little bit different with it, a little bit deeper. There was one movie I just can't remember the name of it. We'll have to look it up. Um, it was shot locally in Oregon, though. So it was, uh, I think, Letters to the letters to the Big Guy or something like that. Hmm. It's a movie about the girls, and we don't even know if Sasquatch is real in there. We just know that he's kind of there when she's talking about her, her relationship that didn't go well and hmm. wandering around in the woods. And it has a classical music soundtrack, which is really interesting. Oh, interesting. Of old composers. So that was a cheap one for them to do.
0: Yeah, exactly. Fair, fair
1: <laughs> use. Fair use. stuff. <laughs> And then for mine, I'd, yeah, I just want to tell more of a, if I could, a human story in there too, with Sasquatch being an important part of the film, but not the main story that was going on probably. Okay. it's kind of the way I went with this this movie.
0: Was that something that you set from the beginning, or was that something you discovered through the writing process?
1: Probably from the beginning, because this one, we did a lot more improvisation Okay. on the script. So the script itself is only about 45 pages long. Oh, wow. So it's about half what you need. Okay. So the rest of it was improv
0: How'd that work?
1: Um, was that freeing or scary? It was better because of less experienced actors seem to be more believable if they're making up stuff sometimes. If you give them a set, a guideline, you know. Right. Let them go on their own and see where they come up with. Huh. So that was uh, an interesting way. I don't think I've ever told you that. It's only 45 <laughs> pages, but the movie's about an hour and a half long. So. Okay. It worked out. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been working on that? Three years. Wow. Yep. We started like, at first I wanted to do, I was thinking found footage type of movie.
0: Right. I remember that. Yeah.
1: And then those are done so wrong so many times that it's hard (laughs) to find good ones. So that, I took myself out of that because, I don't know, I really like traditional film work for the most part, unless the found footage is done really well. Right. And I've seen several that were good. Did you see Cloverfield, the first one? Of course.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The second one was good, too. But it yeah, wasn't I didn't see that.
1: For, it wasn't, no. It was a good bunker Is it film. It was a contained film, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Literally contained in a bunker.
1: Yeah, so we've been working on that for three years. And then the editing, I sat on it for at least a year, probably, on the edit, just to figure out a better way to edit the opening of the movie. I had the ending done and all that, but oh, then... wow. Okay. And it was just ready to go. A lot of times I'll do the ending first, just to oh, really? know where I'm going to end up and then try to get there, you know, work backwards maybe a little bit.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. H- have you always done that that way?
1: I don't always do that, but if I'm worried about something okay. and how it's going to end up.
0: I always go for the beginning.
1: Yeah, like, I think that's a good thing to do too. Um,
0: and then once I get
1: the beginning, then I'll kind of like build the structure, like beginning, middle, and end, and then fill in the gaps. Yeah, and I've done that as well too. It just depends on the project, I think.
0: From a documentary perspective, when I'm, when I'm listening to an interview if it's just one person i'm listening for that intro hit and i'm listening for like the closing wisdom yeah and then then i build the structure on top of those totally
1: and i've edited some interviews and i always like to have that as well when i hear that especially if it's somebody else's work i'm like i hope they have a good closing Mm -hmm. wisdom and stuff you know in there and that helps a ton With sasquatch being more open that was tricky because they're like what is the ending gonna be (laughs) (laughs) you know how are we gonna work this out Well, and and is that something that the ending was
0: inspired just through the improvisation, or did you know the ending?
1: I think after, it took a while, probably, to figure out what was going to happen, because we kept changing it Mm -hmm. as we are going along. I'd have to look back at my early notes and see. There's probably stuff on the Google Drive that I have. (laughs) The early stuff that would uh, maybe say something different, you know, how it ended up. The the weird thing about doing that movie was um, there's not a, Big subplot in it. Okay, it's more a linear movie where there's not a lot of things going on in other places. Oh, interesting. So, so I think that can be okay sometimes. But there was a relationship the girl has with her mom that's only touched on in the beginning and at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. That would have been better to have a kind of a subplot. But due, you know, the budget, right? You know, we never really we do have that as a closing thing, so that's kind of cool when we wrap it up. Mm-hmm. But along the way, it would have been nice to go back. I think the format. If you have ever seen that movie, uh, Wild with Reese, Reese well, I haven't seen it. No, okay, but I know of it. Yeah, there's that movie has a ton of flashbacks about her mom that, that died, and she's on the the girls on the Pacific Crest Trail, mm-hmm. and she there's a lot of flashbacks in that one. So we kind of we did a little bit of that in the Bigfoot movie, but not a ton of it because I think in Wild that was that was a lot of it. Right.
0: It I know sad. they filmed some of that in downtown Vancouver.
1: Yeah, they changed the street names and stuff. It's kind of funny. And <laughs> yeah, then the closing of the movie is on the Bridge of the Gods, actually, oh, the last fun. scene. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. They must have closed it off to let them walk across that bridge, which is scary enough to drive on, actually. Oh, it is. It's, it's a like, very scary oh, bridge. I never liked those great bridges. <laughs> Hood River one's <laughs> definitely one. Yeah. That green little thing and your car's like yeah, 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 moving all over the place. Yeah. So that one gets me every time. I'm like, dang, f- no wonder it's only 15 mile an hour speed limit. <laughs> exactly.
0: When you're working on a film for three years, and then you have projects that need to get done in three weeks, how do you work through those emotions of short and, you know, long projects, because the emotions are so
1: similar yet so different? I think you have to do just try to put it uh, just know that you're going to get back to the big project and do the paid work you know, essentially <laughs> first. Right. Yeah, go with that because that's your dream. You know, to do full time filmmaking, but you get paid for something. And I think that's what you have to do, you know, put it on the back burner, to keep it in a good spot, and get back to it when you can. How do you re inspire
0: yourself to get when you go, when you're taking it off that back burner and coming back to something a year later? Is the re inspiration process instantaneous or? is it something that takes some time
1: I think it takes some time at least for me to sit there and watch it and just think about the different and look at the different footage you shot Mm -hmm. and see if there's a better way to do something like changing the beginning of the movie right took me a long time to figure out it's like there's something wrong with this edit but I don't know what it is for sure Mm -hmm. and then once you discover it it's great and then you can just go back and kind of the whole thing's gonna finish it on on its own yeah you know the edits itself, <laughs> not quite yet. Well, it it feels like it though because
0: I think every project has that that moment where you doubt what you've done, right? And you and you start tearing it apart in your mind, even though you're not tearing it apart literally, like on the computer. Exactly. But it's all the emotional stuff, yeah. All that shit in your head, that, right? That slows you down. You
1: can think about what happened that day, you know, on set and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And that does, that does uh, affect you. Yeah. And then, yeah, all of a sudden it just clicks and then you're back in it again. And you're That's like, I've got a, got a vision for it. But it took a long time to sit on the footage. Vision is interesting, too. Just how
0: you can have an initial idea for something and you can go down that road for a little bit. And then you hit a little hiccup, or, right? Or something stops you. I'm thinking of a project that I've been working on since July.
1: Oh wow. Okay.
0: And I have the interview recorded, but like I'm wrestling with the B roll. Oh yeah. Because it's not there's not a lot of B roll opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, what do I do? Right. Um, and so that question of what do I do has stopped me from making progress on it even though I already have the idea for the next like three videos in the series, I think that's the hard part when you're doing things yourself or, you know, in your own budget, that kind of thing. Right. You know, finding that point of inspiration, the point of re-inspiration and the point of finishing.
1: Yeah. I can see how that could happen. Is that one of those that's not possible to do the B-roll again?
0: Oh no, it's possible. I haven't even shot the B-roll. Okay. But it's more of just like that fear of just like is there going to be b-roll right even though i know there is like and it doesn't need to be amazing b-roll right just it has to be enough to tell the story
1: that's not the farm one though obviously right oh no that yeah. one's done yeah that, that was fun roll. yeah
0: i had a ton of b-roll good no this is for the the next one in the series where i interviewed an artist okay um, but he doesn't really do like he's a collaborative artist so he's like, I want to work in forging something, and so he finds a forger who does the the work for oh, him. Oh, cool. Um, so he's it's more of like the work in his head. So it's like, well, do I just have him there sitting? Yeah, exactly. And that's that that can be the hard part of finding that the inspiration to do the interview, but then the re inspiration to do the uh, B roll, right? And to finish the story.
1: So you'll get to see him again and then for the B-roll portion. Of exactly. It. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Not being as... I obviously, I haven't done the amount of documentaries that you have, but yeah, that's fascinating.
0: Well, and it's interesting, too, because when I work on stuff, it can inspire other ideas. Right. So when I interviewed the the artist, it ended up inspiring three other projects oh cool so that's when I started the newsletter idea and did the at work with series because of that interview I was so blown away by his his studio space that it inspired a whole nother series of questions and how it affects our creativity and so that inspiration led to other inspiration which hopefully will circle back and and feed back into his <laughs> video again right but it's just it's wild how the work that we do can inspire other ideas and other projects. oh totally yeah and i can see why sometimes it would create problems for finishing
1: things yes exactly that's kind of like going on the walks and being inspired by stuff so what is what kind of art does he do i'm just curious
0: uh, he has a a range of different types of art like he's an author he's written about architecture in Italy
1: oh wow okay uh,
0: urban planner so he did a lot of stuff with light rail in Portland okay and then um uh shows and galleries and things like that but I mean it's cool stuff it, it's just interesting how there's a there's a feeling sometimes of guilt that I haven't put all of my focus in that one project right and and it kind of makes me feel like a, a hack or a fake, even though I know that I will come back to this project right. and it will be better because of the time that it takes. And I think like three years on a feature film, that that's time that yeah. it needs
1: to like cook. Right. Yeah. Otherwise it would have had a horrible beginning I didn't like. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't have been happy with that at all. And yeah, and some people, you know, they want the movie out and they want that, but that's a process too. Right, it's a lot of creative creativity going into the edit, right? Trying to do the best you can with what you have.
0: Well, and and that was your first
1: feature, correct? Yeah, and I mean first feature film.
0: The learning on that had to have been intense.
1: Yeah, since we started off wanting to do the found footage idea and then scrap that quickly after one day. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, really? <laughs> one day? <laughs> one day of uh, jiggling camera shots was enough for me. <laughs> It's like, this is garbage. So I wanted to go back to old school. We tried a smaller camera, you know, with less buttons, but then I felt like I missed the buttons yeah, for the features and stuff. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do it my way that I really want to do it. And screw the rest, because I've seen so many bad found footage films. Yeah. <laughs> what a cool kind of
0: reminder, though. I want to do it my way. Yeah. Because I think inspiration is one piece, but trusting yourself to know that you do have an, an approach, uh, that that you can do with the stuff, right, is
1: important. I think it was supposed to be a contained film somehow. I don't know how you contain Sasquatch since he's in the woods, but right, they always come up. Uh, I say, oh, let's do a contained film, but it always ends up having ten locations. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there was a a novel by Max Brooks about Sasquatch. Oh, and it was a contained kind of story in a in a town out in the middle of the woods. Okay. Um, and Sasquatch. That makes sense. Yeah, and the Sasquatches, plural, lived in the er, the forest outside them.
1: Right. Yeah, that would make sense. Like Yakult's the number one Sasquatch. Oh, really? Uh, area in the country, I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there's probably a lot of beers sold out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that one store that that has
0: Sasquatch on the store side. Yeah.
1: You got a the Yakult? They painted they decorated their cell phone tower like a tree. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yes, that's cool. <laughs> but uh yeah that one's got a lot of interesting things there's other ideas i've been inspired from from yakult as well that we'll have to talk about at some point because there's some uh, legendary stuff that happened out there besides the famous fire mm-hmm. there's been some cool stuff so it's one thing to balance like shorts and features
0: how do you start balancing features multiple features at different stages of production
1: that's a good question. This is my first time. <laughs> but I think it helps you because if you're inspired on one, like we're at the we're at the sound design stage of Sasquatch and, the, and finishing the coloring of mm-hmm. the footage right now. And then I'm jumping back to the Cabin movie because I'm inspired to do the trailer right now and have mm-hmm. it out for Halloween to surprise the cast. Nice. Because they've been like, oh, is Ryan ever working on this film? So it has, but it takes that inspiration. It's like I finally laid down a basic trailer outlined and then kind of following that as mm-hmm. the typical trailers are nowadays right there's a video i kind of put underneath to give me the points you know to switch things and stuff that helps with timing before i've uh, followed other movie trailers before previously right and that's worked that, that's worked good as well but this one i just went with the different beats for tra- the way trailers are done in this modern i was going to do like an old school trailer but i found it if you look at old trailers, they right. gave the whole movie away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In 2 minutes and or longer. Or it's just like one scene. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, "Well, this gives me the whole movie right now. I don't even need to go see it." So, trying to do it more modern, even though I thought it was going to be, you know, a vintage style trailer, but they give too much away. Got to really hide stuff from people nowadays. So,
0: oh yeah. Well, especially cuz, you know, y- you can Create almost a mythology
1: about a film before it even gets released. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to get, trying to not show the main part, like in a cabin movie we made. Mm -hmm. Try not to show the main thing of what's going on, but I'm finding that's difficult because it's such, there's no subplot in this one either as much. There's stuff going on behind the scenes, but there's not another, there's not an underlying story. Okay. If I'm thinking the right term to use, like there's not another location where other things are happening it's pretty much right. all one location and it's in a linear fashion for the most part
0: oh interesting
1: yeah there is some surprises along the way like how many people are really out in the woods oh cool so that kind of thing but that comes at the very end of the movie of course so a lot of the old movies had the slow burn you know mm-hmm. where you don't really there's nothing's going on for the first hour right <laughs> <laughs> is that why movies are three and a half hours now <laughs> yeah I think so <laughs> it's
0: like Martin Scorsese's new film is three and a half hours wow now. It's like epic. It's exhausting. The only
1: ones I'll watch that long are usually like the Lord of the Rings stuff, extended editions. Seven Samurai. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's inspired a lot of Western films. Oh, for
0: sure. Yeah. Are you afraid to like repeat what other people have done?
1: No, I find um, I borrow a lot. There's even some Star Wars stuff in our Sasquatch movie. Oh, cool. And I've been told not to put it in there, you know, from other people. Okay. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And I really like right. that cheesy line from Star Wars, and I'm just going to borrow it and put it in my film.
0: Right. Well, I mean, think about what George borrowed in, yeah. you know New Everybody Hope. Everybody is inspired. Hidden Fortress. Right. And yeah. A lot of... His-
1: and there's this classic lines in Star Wars, and I'm like, I'm going to tip my hat to George Lucas again. Right. And put a line from Star Wars in there that only the fans would know. Otherwise, people will just be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think when you show your influences, it shows who you are as a creator.
1: Right. It's out of respect for the original artist. Right.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's one thing to take or steal and not attribute. Right. It's another thing to attribute what you've done to you know, the artist.
1: Right. Exactly. These are just a couple of words, you know, and people are going to be like, oh, that's funny. That's from Star Wars. (laughs) But I'll keep it hidden until I release it so people don't. Exactly. uh, Only the big fans will know.
0: (laughs) When I hit stop, then you can tell me. Exactly. Is there a movie or uh, an album that you hope that you can find some inspiration from in the future?
1: Um, I want to go back through some more of the 70s and 80s stuff that I might have missed. Okay. I've got a big thing for some of those old satanic films, <laughs> even though there are, a lot of them are terrible. Right. What we'll makes them terrible? Probably the uh, <laughs> the outfits, okay. the costumes. Which we're guilty of that in our next film too. <laughs> it's like there's so much that goes into making a film. So, mm-hmm. and there's just some more stories that I think that I can draw little nuggets out of for uh, new ideas. Okay. That and they're just hard to remember. There's hundred. I just there's hundreds of those types of films from that era. Right. kind of inspired by the exorcist time I think okay yeah. the original exorcist it just took off on the satanic films I mean that film was iconic and yeah. it's it, and it's everything I mean it is. you want to
0: talk about mythology like so much died with Friedkin yeah like he did not give any secrets away on
1: how he did some of those sh- uh, shots yeah and the way I heard they chilled the room down to get the fog there was no mm-hmm. CG fog CGI right. fog nowadays they just put that in right which you can, you just can tell if they're breathing yeah <laughs> And yeah, all that stuff like that. It was just crazy. But still, the movie's still shocking, I think.
0: Oh, yeah. More so than probably
1: the newer ones. But yeah, I think I have a more respect in some ways for the way that the old stuff was made because it was all practical effects. Yeah. It goes now, back
0: to that concept
1: of, you know, real. Yeah. It just feels that way. Now it's computer generated. Not saying that's easy, but it's, and because it, you can have bigger worlds now. And, mm-hmm see all those things. I think if it's done right, it can be great, but it's also, it's like, those practical effects, and it took a lot of work to pull those off and make them look real.
0: Yeah. There's that uh, documentary series on Disney Plus about ILM Industrial Light and Magic.
1: Oh, I have to check that out. And
0: how they started it and what they were inspired by and a lot of those early artists, they were building airplanes, flying airplanes, oh, wow. working on cars. So there was that connection to that physical object right. that they would then put into the trench run and in, in you know New Hope. Right. And it's pretty the interesting. Big Star Destroyer
1: scenes and all that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's it's wild to see that connection between. Actually, building something like a cabin and how that shows up in your film. Thanks for listening to Beyond Your Imagination. Head to byi.show for all the links and details for Ryan and myself. If something we said inspired you to turn an idea into a project and you want to brainstorm with us, reach out and say hey. Now get the hell out of here before you get stuck in the cabin forever. It's time for you to make your movie. (laughs)